First Timothy two, verse one in the new living says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. That's a whole nother lesson right there. Um, This is good and pleases God, our savior. Look at verse number four, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. He wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. And that is the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I have been chosen as a preacher. Say, I have been chosen. chosen. Come on, say, I have been chosen chosen. as a preacher. preacher. Yeah, you, you, you're a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, preacher. An apostle to teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I'm not exaggerating. I'm just telling the truth. Look at second Peter chapter number three. Go to second Peter chapter number three and verse number eight. It says in the King James Version, I'll go quickly, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Verse 9 says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, Um, but he is long-suffering to usward or toward us. Look at here, not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody to be saved, everybody to come into the knowledge of the truth. I'm not willing that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why? Because the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. This thing going to wrap up real soon. And so we have a short window, a small window to evangelize, to get people saved over into acknowledging the finished work of Jesus Christ. So they can consider themselves a Christian, a born again believer and miss hell. Because I don't care what you've been told. I don't care what religion you've been listening to. I don't care who told you on television or who changed their faith. There is a hell and it is enlarging every day. But we can do something about that if we get out and evangelize the world say amen now now pass me that book right there real quick i meant to bring it up here for because i want to make this very plain to you today in this whole evangelism piece and and i believe you got to be equipped i'm teaching you got other teachings you read books here's a book that really helps me because i believe in this day you got to know more than just i I love jesus and i go to lifeline church come on here here's a book that i use it says it's called what's the difference write that down take good notes Whenever you come to Lifeline Church, you should have a Bible, a pen, and a notepad. Or an iPad or something you can read and take notes and write and all that stuff. Because when you come here, class is in session. We had a great time of worship. Now it's time to sit and get the word. Say amen. And so it's, it's by Fritz um, Ridenor. Um, F-R-I-T-Z-R-I-D-E-N-O-U-R. Um, and it's called, um, um, So What's the Difference? And it's, it, it looks at Buddhism... Um, Mormonism, um, humanism, witchcraft, Jehovah's Witness, um, Islam, New Age. um, It looks at the Freemasonry. It looks at all these different religions because they're religions. Freemasonry is not a group you just join for black people. It's not a black power group. It's a religion. And and you need to understand what all this stuff is about and what it means um, um, in comparison to Christianity. Because I promise you, every time you begin to evangelize outside of just getting folk... um, 
brought back to God that used to go to church already, you're going to run into what well, I already believe this, or I'm, I'm a this, or I'm a that. And you got to know what you're talking about. Say amen to that. So this is just one book that I use, um, and it's very practical, and it gives you just what these religions stand for, what they mean, and, and how false they are. Come on here. So, so it is our responsibility to proclaim Christ and to make him known. Say, make him known. Say it loud. Say, make him known. And regardless of how, listen, regardless of how uncomfortable it is, or, or, or even it puts you in a tight place with relatives or co-workers, this is your responsibility. You cannot run because I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to say that. They're going to be looking at me like I'm crazy. They're going to be saying, here she comes, she a Christian. So what? I tell you this, it's your responsibility, and you've been empowered to do it by the Holy Ghost. Say amen. Go to Acts chapter number 8. I'm very practical today. I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to sit down. Acts chapter number 8 points out six things I want to give you, um, six practical keys of evangelizing six practical keys of to help you with this soul challenge are you ready i said are you ready yeah the baby says she ready praise the lord i love it um um um, number one write this down um evangelism is and we talked about it before is proclaiming jesus christ period write that in your notes evangelism is proclaiming jesus christ Period. Now go to Acts 8. We're going to walk through Acts 8 and point out these six things in Acts chapter 8. When you have Acts chapter 8, say amen. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And in verse 5, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached who unto them? He preached who? He preached Christ unto them, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip Philip spake, hearing and seeing miracles which he did, because signs and wonders will always follow the word. Signs and wonders will always follow the word. In our case, not just um, blind eyes opening, the lame walking, but your life, your transformed life is a sign and wonder of the word that you've applied to your life. And when you do that, it speaks volumes to those that you you're preaching Christ too. Say amen. Verse 7, for unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. There was great joy in the city. I believe when Christians take their rightful place, there will be great joy in the city. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. That does not just mean when they take office. When you stand up in the believer's authority that you have, the people will rejoice get that revelation because we've used that only to mean I got to run for office so if, I, if, if you got a senator that's saved or you got a, a president that's saved or you got a, a mayor that's saved then the city gonna rejoice and we've had plenty Christian politicians and the city still ain't rejoicing So that ain't all that means. That means when the believer steps up in the believer's authority they have, the people will rejoice. Say amen to that. Verse 9, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. is some witch playing games with people here. So to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying this man is a great power of God. They were deceived. 
And then Philip comes through and says, to whom they all gave heed from the least of the greatest, this man is the power of God. And to him they regarded because of a long time he had been wished with them with sorceries. But when they believe Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, listen at this, and the name of Jesus. Why are we running from the name? When you come up on somebody who practiced Islam, they tell you about Allah. Say amen to that. Buddhism tells you about Buddha. This whole new age tells you about they self. I'm a Christian. Christ was not Jesus' last name. Not, it, it, well, it could have been Jesus Jones or Jesus Williams. No, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ means anointed one and his anointing. And we are little Christ. We are little C. We are Christians. We are Christ stuns. We are Christ stuns. Little anointed ones. So when we represent, we talk about who? Jesus. Your neighbor says, stop running from the name. It says when they, when he preached the name of Jesus, they were baptized, both men and women. And then Simon himself, this witch believed. And when he was baptized, look, 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 this is a big picture here. When he was baptized, it says he continued with Philip. He became a disciple. Everybody in here should have a disciple. When you win somebody to Jesus, they become your disciple. Why? Because you're their model of Christianity. You, you were in first. You led them in. Now they're going to watch your life. You're going to help them with their prayer life. You're going to be accountable to them. They're going to be accountable to you. That whole thing. Because they're now disciples. We have missed this whole point of discipleship. So we have classes in church. But you are a disciple maker. And if I go to work and I get Jimmy at the next cubicle saved, he is now my disciple. And he's going to watch my life because I brought him into, I introduced him to this. So when he need prayer, he can call me. He need a church. He's going to call me. He got some questions about the word and this new thing he just got into. He's going to call me because and I'm going to teach him and I'm going to invest in him. I'm going to walk the walk with him. Yeah, he can call me late. He can call me early. He may cry sometimes, but he is now my disciple. It says that this, even this witch, after he was baptized and converted, he continued with Philip. So understand, number one, that evangelism is proclaiming Jesus Christ, period. He said, go into all the world and preach Jesus to everybody. Preach Jesus to everybody. I told you last week, good deeds are good, but we cannot trade acts of kindness for Bible evangelism. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? And we've all been sent according to Matthew chapter 28 and Mark chapter 16. You don't need a license. You don't need to go through no ceremony with no collar. You've already been prepared and equipped because of your life to go out and win others for Jesus Christ. Number two, evangelism will disrupt your normal routine. Write that down. I told you last week, um, after I told you Wednesday night, I was at the Walmart and I'm always on a mission. I'm trying to get where I got to go. And this girl yells out and she says, hey, and you a pastor? And I said, yeah. And she said, I saw you online or something. And she wants to talk and she don't go to church and yada, 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 yada. And I had to stop and take time. It, it interrupts your normal routine. My routine is get out of here, get to the next door. But it stops you sometimes in your tracks. And our prayer should be, our prayer should be, Wendell, our prayer should be, Brother, our prayer should be, Lord, interrupt my routine for your sake. Interrupt my routine 
for your sake. So it will always go back to Acts chapter number 8. Go to Acts chapter number 8. And look at verse number 26. Because here's Philip. He's, he's in Samaria preaching. Just got these people saved and got this witch saved and this witch is not following him. And in verse 26, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying, arise and go toward the south. Go a different direction. I'm over here chilling. I'm working over here. I'm preaching the gospel over here. God says, nope, go over there. He says, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is a desert. He said, go from Samaria to the desert. It's going to always interrupt your normal routine. You can get in the car and on your way to A and God says, no, go this way and go to B. Because he's already setting somebody up there for you to talk to. That's why it's called spirit led evangelism. Spirit led. Remember our unseen partner? He's going to guide you in every area of your life. Where to go, when to go, what cart to pick up, which Walmart to go to, which jewel to stop at, where to go shop at. Because he's setting you up for success in every area, including evangelism. Say amen to that. And it is amazing to me when you teach on this, the room is quiet all over the world because we're not used to this anymore. We've made him our personal Jesus and we come to church to get a little bit more of Jesus so we can make it through the rest of the week. So it's all about us. And it's not about if you take care of what's important to God, he going to hook you up. Actually, are you ready to be hooked up? So it will always say it will always disrupt your normal routine that is my prayer God disrupt my normal routine for your sake number three I ain't playing today God is preparing the hearts of the people he is prompting us to share Christ with the reason he told Philip go from Samaria down south here go to the desert because there was an Ethiopian eunuch there let's read it go back to Acts chapter 8 hallelujah Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get two hallelujahs? Can I get three hallelujahs? <laughs> and, 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 and so verse 20, 26, he went down into Gaza, which is his desert. Verse 27, and he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. Ooh. That's another lesson of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all of her treasure. Mm, That's a whole nother message. The wealth is laid up for the just. And some of these folk holding this wealth, we can get them saved. Where does that wealth come? See, you missed it. Not, Not to me to buy another shirt, another pair of pants, another car. It comes into the kingdom. See, the big picture is the kingdom. It ain't even building up your little church. Notice the Lord says, he says, and the Lord added to the body of Christ daily. This man, great authority, and was over all the money. Oh my God. See, I don't think it's real. See, I was was at a conference last year, our conference, and and same thing. This guy got to do save, right? Dude had tons of money. So they're building a new campus. Campus costs about $40 million. Dude says, whoever gives, I'll match it. 
after he matched it, they were still eight million short. He said, don't worry about it. I got it. It's just money in the kingdom. In the kingdom. Why? Because any real church has great vision. What's been lacking is the provision. And, 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 and thank God for liberty offering. And we all, we all going to bring our thou in and we're going to receive this money. Say, we're going to bring in the thou. Say, I'm going to bring in the thou. Say, God's going to give me seed. I like what you said about the whole seed thing because listen to me very carefully. Your tithe is not seed. That don't even belong to you. That's why you're returning it. So you're not putting seed in the ground with your tithe. Your seed is your offering. That's what determines what comes back in the little Chinese box, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Is your offering. That's why it's called liberty offering. So thank God for that. And we're going we're gonna, to we're raise it. We're going to receive this $100,000 and we're going to be good. But what happens when the day comes? Praise God in heaven. And, and I'll come and say, praise God, saints of the most high God, all you prosperous people looking real good, smelling good. We're going to build a youth center. And it's going to cost us about $25 million. He said, well, praise, praise God, pastor, I'll start with $3 million. I got one over here. I just pull it from one of my businesses that I'm working over here. Because I, I, I just got it. It's just laying around. And I've been asking God, what you want me to do with this money? And up comes vision. Oh, there we go. Youth center. Come on here. Come on here. Housing for senior citizens. Come on here. That was an article that came out today that says that the, see this is how I get in trouble with time. Let me go back up here. This article came out that says the church is not responsible for the poor. That is a lie. It is our responsibility. You know why? Because we, we know how to serve with dignity. So we're going to give you more than cheese and milk. We're going to help you find your purpose. Give you some fulfillment in life. Come on here. So next year's cheese line, you won't be in it. Give you some principles to live by. So the church is very much responsible for the poor. Very much. Very much. Come on here. What was that? See, that's how I get in trouble. Verse 28. Yeah. Can't, Queen of Ethiopians, 27, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for, for the worship. And verse 28, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. So here is this Ethiopian eunuch sitting in his chariot. He's sitting outside in his Bentley reading the, the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said unto Philip, the spirit said unto Philip, who said unto Philip? Who said unto Philip? It says, go near and join thyself to his, go over the way yet. And Philip ran thither to him. Somebody said thither. And heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, "Um, do you know what you read? That's what he asked him. Here's the introduction. Here's the first words in this whole soul challenge. Do you know what you read? And he said, how can I accept somebody guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come and sit with him. And here's the part that he was reading, verse 32. He was reading from Isaiah 53, which says about Jesus, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer. 
so opened he not his mouth. And his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, who are they talking about? Um, what prophet is this? Um, or is this some other man? Who is this? What is this I'm reading? And then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached who? Jesus. He didn't just help him with the chariot and wash his chariot and give him a cup of coffee and said, praise the Lord. He preached, come on. And as they went on their way, they came unto some water. And the eunuch, the eunuch was so convinced of what Philip had said. He said, wait a minute, because you talked about getting saved and being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost. He says, well, here goes some water. Why can't we do it right here? You about to see the day coming. Um, brother, I'm telling you, ain't going to be no first Sunday baptism or fifth Sunday baptism. We're going to be at the pool. Come on. You at the pool on spring break and you preach Jesus. They said, well, let's do it right now. Well, come on, let's do it right now. We got to take the tradition and religion out of it. I baptize you at Columbus Park. Come on here. Are you listening? You ain't got to wait the fifth Sunday. You ain't got to wait third Sunday and third Wednesday and first. You ain't got to do all that. We're going to do it right here, right now in your bikini. Come on. While the kids playing over here and the man's smoking down there. Come on, we're going to baptize you right now in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost right here in the pool. But if we don't teach it, it won't happen. There's a shift happening in this area. There's a shift. There's a shift. And he says, he said, there's some water. He says, he says, and the eunuch said, see, here's the water. What do it hinder me to be baptized right now? And Philip said, if thou believes with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. He baptized him. Listen here. So you mean to tell me I'm about to help you real good and mess up all your theology. I ain't got to bring them down to the church on first Sunday. I ain't got to be ordained first. You have been equipped. Matthew 28, go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Baptizing them in the name. Baptizing them in the name. He gave you that commission. Not just the elders in in the local church. We have it all set up. Praise the Lord. But when you're out there in the world, he's given you that commission. Glory to God. This is, I think it's gooder to me than it is to you. This is good. It's good. What happens when Channel 5 rolls up and says, something's been going on in this city, I don't know what's happening, but not just this church, but all these churches, they went nuts. They out here pre- preaching and talking about Jesus, and they baptizing folk in the pool, they all at Buckingham Fountain folk in the water. What is going on? Because that's when you're going to see change in this city. Not these prayer shows. Because they're prayer shows. Okay, that's how I get in trouble. Let me get back to my note. I love it how Pastor Garland's here. He said, we don't want activity. We want impact. 
And I don't need no special park or no special seat or no name badge for prayer. Just open up these doors so we can get on with the get on. So, 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 number three. I got to go. Come on, number three. I'm on four. Well, you ain't got to holler. Okay, number four. Don't try and be super deep. Don't try and be super deep. Just be normal. You ain't got to approach folk in the jewel. Hey, how you doing? You know Jesus? You're going to go to hell. See, because I go to this church. No, 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 no. Philip walked up with a dude and said, what you read? That's how he started the whole conversation. What you read? That was it. Now, hey there. I hear the Lord saying, your lunch today. No, 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 no. Stop all that. We scam people. You acting spooky. He says, Philip said, what you read? He says, and do you understand what you read? Yeah. He said, I'm reading Isaiah, but how am I going to understand it? Let somebody help me. There you go. Door open. Boom. Here's what should not happen. Hey, what you reading? Isaiah, but I don't know what this is about. Well, girl, come to church on Sunday. Ask my pastor. He'll tell you because he know that Bible. Let me give you number one. We got a hotline. Call a hotline and, and ask him about this Isaiah book you're reading. Because I, I heard about that book, but I'm not, not really sure. Trey David said, don't be so deep. Number five. Evangelism must come back around to a conversation about Christ. He started talking about this book, Isaiah, and this and the other, but it has to come back around to proclaiming Christ in order for it to be called evangelism if he had not brought it back to Christ and just bought this eunuch some coffee we would have read a story about a caffeinated eunuch that felt good about himself for a minute because somebody showed him a nice act of kindness and went on about their way hoping somebody else closed the deal but we got to close the deal there's a grace in this season because God is wrapping this thing up we are in the end time there's a grace for you to close a deal the same day you open it. You have faith for that. Stop, stop this. I'm just going to start the process. And girl, it may be three months before you get saved. No, 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 no. We got time for that. People dying every day. People dying that ain't died before. Come on here. We got, listen, we, listen, listen. We, we got to get on top of this. You don't have to, and see, but that's the mentality we've had. I'm just going to start off the process. And somebody will finish it. Somebody will do something. Somebody get them saved. I'm just going to, I'm going to buy the coffee. And I'm going to just pray, pray about them when I leave. Or I'm just going to give them a hug and just love them. And that's all great. But there is a grace, Sister Zeta, to open the deal and close the deal the same day. Why? Because all of the earth is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting on you and you don't even know it. They're wishing you would say something. They're hoping because they know you're supposed to be different. And they're thinking, why won't you say something? Why won't you help me? I'm, I'm too embarrassed to tell you what's going on, but I know you discern it. I know you can see. I, I, I can see that you see what I'm dealing with. And you won't even say nothing. Yeah. You ever had somebody just, try, just clinging to you? Because they know you got something they need. But you, you've been suppressing that boldness and you won't step up. 
Who has Holy Spirit put in your path and you just kind of like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be too pushy with it. It has to come back around to Christ. Number six, as I take my seat. Number six. This is, this, this is very practical. I, I want to give you some tools to work with. I believe even by next Sunday, there'll be a plethora, that's a word, a plethora of precious people, even in our Easter Sunday Resurrection Sunday service. And here's the deal too. Lord, so we, we as believers, we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. We know what that means. Unsaved folk don't. They call it Easter. Girl, stop calling it Easter. Leave them alone. There ain't no Easter, see? That's in the world. We ain't about no bunnies. We, we, we know all that. They don't. Let them get saved first. How you trying to clean the fish and you ain't caught it yet? Leave them alone. That's why you get them saved. You get them in a community of believers and we start changing how they think by the word of God. And just like you came and you was like, what this man just said? Oh my God, that's good. That's good word there. I never heard of that. I, I understand it now. Just like you came in here. Give them an opportunity to come and get the word. You just get them saved. Stop judging them beforehand. Number six, once you close the deal, you're not done. <laughs> Two things happen when you close the deal. They now become your disciple. Oh, Lord, I hear I got this girl saved. Now she's going to be calling me all the time. What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> here, here, when you're a babe in Christ, like being a babe in the natural. They don't care nothing about your time. Who is that? Oh, girl, that's Linda again. Let me put it on, send it to voicemail. I don't, she wants some prayer again. I, I, just, I told her, just stop drinking. Listen, when we told you to stop, did you stop right away? You got to go through people's journey with them. And every case ain't going to be an easy case. Some folks, you're going to pray for them, you're going to intercede with them, you're going to lay hands on them and pour oil on them and take them out to dinner, and you're going to see them the next day on Facebook cussing and naked and say, girl, did I just tell you? And you got to do it all over again and pray for them and pour oil on them and love on them. Because somebody did that with us. Nobody did it with me, what Jesus did, because I was a mess. And when I got saved, I was still a mess. And in some cases, I'm still a mess. Catch you on the wrong day, you're going to see mess. I'm going to go to this side because y'all looking like y'all. Them, them super saved people, they don't. Come on here. In, with your saved self. You ever with your saved, sanctified self? Yeah. Something came out of your mouth that you know wasn't supposed to come out of your mouth. And you realize, you realize what was in your heart now. So, oh, Lord, I thought I was done with that. But, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to cuss today. You kept saying, because he's your it. I said, oh, Twan. <laughs> Not in the given message. <laughs> I know I taught you better than that. You don't cuss on the platform. 
Wait till you get off now. But when you close the deal, you're not done. They become your disciple and you got to keep going on winning more. Look at verse number 31. Oh, this is good to me. Look at verse number 31. <laughs> and um, what did I say? Hang as I come to a close. Once you close the deal, you're not done. Look at verse number 40. But because remember now he was in Samaria. And got sent down there to the desert, to this Ethiopian unit. Now, verse 40, but Philip was found at Azotas. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. He's keeping on with the mission. He's keeping on. He's keeping on. And then where he goes, there's disciples. Even in John chapter 1, it talks about when, 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 when it talks about John and his disciples. That he, and here's the thing about disciples. Your role is not to build your own thing. Your disciples always point to Jesus. John pointed them to Jesus. And when Jesus came, he said, hey, this is the Lamb of God. What I've been talking about, this is him. Who has Holy Spirit put on your heart even since this message started? And you still struggling with, should I say something? How I'm going to say something? What I'm going to say, I promise you, God will open the door. You know, you know, people that do hair should have the most disciples. They should get the shortest dude because they're going to want to hear you. Just, just curl it today. Just, just put a bun in it because I got to go. You got to read some scripture. You got this music playing. I got to go. Come on here. The most disciples. You sit in my chair, you're going to be healed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to get saved sooner or later. There ain't no gossip in this shop. We're going to talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Oh, I did good. I did good. Stand up. Soul challenge, week number two. Look at me carefully. Look carefully at me. Listen to me carefully. Don't let this message just go over your head or be it was great. Don't don't position yourself to be like, well, that's great, but you know, they'll they'll do it. I ain't ready to do that yet. It's not a choice. It's not options here. It's not it's not our church doctrine. It's Bible. It's your responsibility. Who in your circle of influence is waiting on you? That that this week they'll be saved through your ministry. Who will be saved this week through your ministry? Just a quick prayer. Lord, I acknowledge what you did for me. I believe you died for me in Jesus' name. You are the son of God. Come in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. That's it. I don't know that prayer. Can y'all give me a copy of that prayer? Pastor be praying. You don't need all that because you ain't got time to go through all that. You gonna receive them? Wait a minute. Let me get my book. Cause wait, um, I said this. You don't do all that. Just just be normal. You 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 can do it. You have it. You're equipped. You have the goods. You've been you've been you've been given this word, and Holy Spirit brings all things. You ever been counseling somebody like unofficial counseling, talking to them, and you start saying things like, "Where that come from?" 
you start saying, saying stuff to folk you ain't did yourself you're like where did that come from it's, it's come out of your out of your spirit so you can do it be encouraged you can do it so even this week I declare that there will be will be a room full of deal closers and this week we'll all close a deal with one person one person one person one person God instruct you I told you I was talking with a girl and I went to the, the things you remember to pick up the award for the staff and started talking to her and we talked a little bit but it was a line behind us but I didn't I kept talking with her and um, she was about to get off she took the last person and I talked and talked and talked she said I got to go cool but I was at home and the Lord says go back up there you got to listen to the Lord are you listening to me here's the last thing I got to go last thing be sure that you are filled with compassion Jesus when he saw the lost and the hopeless and the confused and the broken the Bible says his heart broke he was filled with compassion because you can't minister to people that you look down on that you think you better than you just a crackhead you just a this no 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 you just a this no 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 because we all once was but if it had not been for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ some of us would still be so don't you get it twisted not one man minute but you cannot properly minister to people that you look down on You got to hug them like they smell like Victoria's Secret or Bath and Body Work. When they musty is all outdoors. You got to just, I mean, really, you just got to hug them and love on them. Because all of that is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. There's a soul at stake here. And so this week, we accept the soul challenge and we win people to Jesus. This week, and I declare that next week, even those that you ain't close the deal on, you will march right into that arena on next Sunday. And this, their theme is, our theme is the greatest expression of love. They're going to, we pray they feel and sense Jesus and join his flock in Jesus name. Will you do that?